Can you buy user experience? Neil Smith, a digital transformation leader at Salient CRGT, wrote in at that question, wanted to know, how do you go about acquiring user experience? Well, stick around and we're gonna break that down for you. So Agile Acquisition Enthusiasts, welcome back to the Underground Digital Tiki Bar. I know you're all interested in the most important part of the episode, what is it that I'm drinking? Tonight it's Elijah Craig, small batch uh, Kentucky bourbon straight whiskey. So let's give it a taste. Cheers. It's incredibly smooth. Um, it's got a nice strong finish, but doesn't burn too much going down. It's delicious. All right, let's get started. Okay, so the question on the table is, how do you buy user experience? And I love this question. Thank you so much for sending it in, Neil, because to me, this is the most important part. I mean, all of the discussion about agile and best practices, they can all kind of shift and move and, and you can kind of shape it. I always say I don't follow my sword to be so agile that I'm not agile, right? But when it comes to user experience, there's really no if, ands, or buts. I mean, you have to have user experience to make agile work or it defeats the whole purpose. It doesn't matter if you're giving users capabilities constantly or waiting five years to give them capability if you're never checking back with users to make sure you're giving them what they need. So that being said, how do you go about contracting? Well, I think that's an interesting phrase. You can't actually contract user experience because usually the users aren't for contract, right? Um, you can contract for the gathering of user experience and there's a couple of different ways to do that and we're going to break those down tonight. Um, but before we do, I want to talk about that other element, the, the actual users themselves. How do you get that user feedback that's so essential if they're not on contract to deliver it? Meaning the users aren't on contract to deliver that experience back to you. Well, it's really part of this whole culture change that we are, we're pushing towards. So, Users have to be informed up front that you're making these changes and that you want them to be part of this conversation. In my experience, users want to be part of the conversation. Those that are unhappy are the most vocal, and so they are often the easiest to get to. And sometimes you have to work a little harder to get to those that are otherwise okay with the situation, but you know, of course wouldn't mind it being better. But having good processes in place to engage users so that the users don't feel burdened, but actually feel valued. That's critical, and that's what you contract for. So, how do you go about contracting it? Well, there's, there's a couple different ways, as I mentioned. Um, one way is for an agency to have sort of the center of excellence of design, you know, this capability, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm borrowing that phrase from uh, Keith Deven from Media Barn, uh, but this, this center of excellence that basically sits at sort of an executive level of the agency, and helps the agency have this view of how are they engaging with users, how are they making decisions, and pushing that down to the individual program level. Now that individual program level still is gonna need design capabilities most likely, and that's where you have to put that contract in place for an individual activity. So you can either contract the vendor who's delivering the capability to also deliver the user-centered design portion of it. I think that's a great idea assuming they have the capability to do so. Um, you can also have an external party do it, another contractor providing that service, or the government can provide that service assuming they have uh, capability and you know excellent designers on hand that can 
that, that can do the user-centered design research and findings um, themselves. So those are the ways you can do it. Um, we've even used sis situations where we've hired a company to do the user-centered design before bringing in the development company. And this is a great idea, especially for agencies. If you have money uh, end of the fiscal year or you have just a small amount, you know, the micro-purchase threshold being raised up to $10,000, you can get a lot of user research for $10,000. If you acquire that capability and have a top-notch user design company go out and talk to your users before you even go out with your requirement, your requirements are gonna be better. And the time it takes to do that will actually pay dividends in the time it takes to create and iterate on the requirements themselves because you've gotten down to what the users actually need and you're only focusing on that, hopefully. Um, so I highly encourage the use of sort of a rapid phase, sprint phase zero zero uh, of user-centered design before you even acquire the development services. But then once the development services are, are in place, you have to keep that going. And as I mentioned, you can keep that going through, um, for example, three different ways. The, the company itself providing it, an external company providing it, or the agency providing it through some sort of internal resources. So there you have it. Neil, I hope that answers your questions. You don't acquire users' feedback. You can't, unfortunately. I wish we could just buy it. That would be great. Um, you have to engage the users. And what you have to contract for is how we go about engaging it. And you know, there's you gotta be creative, but you have to do it. It's so critically important. In my opinion, the most important part of all of the agile development talks that we have is getting to the users, finding out what they really need and getting it to them fast so you can get feedback fast and iterate on it. That's where iteration matters. So there you go. A uh, little Elijah Craig, a little user-centered uh, user design discussions. And that wraps us up for another week. Cheers. It's good stuff.